taking the gloves off. He's talking in depth about pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, trending topics on social media, politics, and his crazy life. He's uncensored. He's unapologetic. He's media personality Brad Shepard. And he's unleashed. I'm ready to play now. Put me in the game now. I came here to prove it. I'm ready to do it. I can't be afraid now. Put me on the stage now. I'm ready to rage now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Welcome to Brad Shepard Unleashed. Listen to worldwide in 61 different countries and every continent in the world. The only wrestling media figure who's been canceled more times than a Fightful Select subscription. And still, in spite of that, going stronger than ever before. I told you I was turning up the heat this summer, and that's exactly what I've done. If you're not following me on Twitter and Instagram, stop what you're doing right now. Find me at It's Brad Shepard and hit that follow button. All right. I've got a great show for you this week, as always. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show because it's time to take the gloves off all right as always we're going to start off with the fake news wrestling media this week i'll be focused on one so-called wrestling journalist pw insiders mike johnson i broke the news that jeff jarrett was let go by wwe Ringside News and Zero News, to their credit, both covered the story and properly credited me. But they were the only ones I noticed that did that. After the story broke, some fans began tagging Mike Johnson in Ringside News' social media posts to make him aware. And then, just hours later, He reported, in his words, an exclusive story that Jeff Jarrett was let go by WWE. Now, Mike Johnson blocked me in social media a long time ago because I hold him accountable for what he is. And I know what he is. Because my first writing position in pro wrestling seven years ago was for PW Insider. And he's the stupid shithead I had to work with. Mike is the laziest, fat piece of shit in wrestling journalism. That's quite an accomplishment. 
but because he realizes his time of leeching off fans is limited in the current wrestling media landscape. He's ripping off other people's stories in media, and he's done it repeatedly. Mike Johnson is a stupid asshole who has no integrity, who runs a site legitimately loaded with spyware, and who can't write to save his life. He is a true embarrassment as a wrestling journalist and as a man. This fat son of a bitch is challenging all of us. He's been world champions before, been in his business 15, 20 years. And this fat son of a bitch is going to challenge us all out. He's going to calm down, calm down. He's fat. He's fat. He's fat. I'll make him bleed. He's fat. He's fat. He's fat. I'll make him bleed. All right, it's time for my fat ass of the week. Let me just get this out of the way. My fat ass of the week is once again the prize eater, Kevin Owens. Can you believe this fat bastard was once again presented on WWE Raw like he's actually over? Like he's actually a star. Like he's actually a tough guy. They brought him out. And they put him over Olympic wrestler Chad Gable. And then they had him beat up not just Gable. But also his tag team partner Otis at the same time. Does anybody watching actually believe that this human jelly roll could beat up either Gable or Otis, much less both of them at the same time. And this is the problem with my fat ass of the week. No one believes he's a prize fighter. In the most successful periods of WWE television, Kevin Owens would have been a jobber and lucky to be on the roster. The mainstream audience looks at him and laughs. Do you think they'd be scared to see this fat bastard in a dark alley late at night? Now, the IWC marks like this round mound of eating it down because he looks like them. And the IWC marks can look like that because they aren't getting paid seven figures to portray a prize fighting character on global TV. Do you think Hollywood would cast this clown in a lead action movie? He probably hasn't seen his own dick in a decade. If you like Kevin Owens, look, that's your right. And I have no problem with that. But I do have a problem with a billion dollar corporation Forcing this fat son of a bitch on us like he's Mike Tyson. Let's talk about Ben Hameen. Ben Hameen must have liked the little bump in downloads and attention he received by mentioning my name 
because he's done it again behind Vince Russo's channel attitude paywall on a show called Castrating the Marks. Take a listen. Yeah. Line all three of them up. I'll fight. I'll do it. I'll box them however they want to MMA shoot back to back to back. Shepherd body and fucking sap, dude. Because they all, that's the only way they're going to get the respect back is to step up because they look like man children that their mother dressed them and sent them to the convention, bro. But He's you got know, truck belt on. Hold on. But then here's what I love. This is, this is the part I love, bro. This is the part I love. All this, but they're journalists, bro. All, oh, yeah. All journalists yeah. carry themselves in, in this way, bro. All pro, uh, Dan Rather carries a Peter Jennings, bro. They all carry themselves in if this way. They don't want it in a big main event. Bring $5 and I'll straighten you out real quick, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will, they might need it upside their head to understand of what's going on. I don't have heat over what they're arguing about leftists, whatever they made the wrestling weekend about themselves. And all they care about is shit like this. Somebody saying their name so they can try and rebuttal and send their stooge core from fightful to try and get me to sell all day. I'm a, I'm a made guy. <laughs> I'm a made guy in this shit. Ben, you keep making threats and running your piss flippers, pretending You're a tough guy. At this point, the world knows I'm not the aggressor. You are. And I have to be honest. It's sad that Vince Russo, someone I've been nice to, someone I've put over, has stooped to an all-new low endorsing these threats. I couldn't call Brody Lee a mid-card wrestler, but Ben is allowed to make threats of violence and incite the wrestling community into physically attacking me. If Ben doesn't de-escalate his behavior, it feels like one of two things may happen. Ben Hameen is going to put me in a position where I have no choice but to defend myself. Or law enforcement will be forced to put a stop to his nonsense. You see, this isn't a fake wrestling indie show where you portray a terrorist character. This is real life, and I'm a real person. Threatening elected officials and now a private citizen like myself, those are big no-nos. It's criminal behavior, and the audio is available of you doing just that in your own words. This guy's taken it too far, and the issue isn't just what he may do, or you know, it's what one of the disturbed people that listen to him may do, or what someone in the wrestling business may do after he incited them. What happens If one of them gets inspired enough to make good on what he keeps telling them to do. Remember, Ben keeps doing this call to action of his fucking humanoid army. It's disturbing. And I've had to freshen up on my safety protocols just so I'm prepared that I won't be a victim to a fat fuck trying to live out his wet dream 
of being a terrorist and having the world witness it. Bin Hamin, don't you ever be anywhere near me. And I will not warn you again. You're fucking up, fatso, and you better come back to reality. Vince Russo, this message is for you. I will be holding you accountable for all of this as well. If I have to defend myself against this guy or anyone incited by him. I'll take you to the fucking cleaners. Nice and legal. And take everything you own after I deal with whatever lunatic compromises my safety. You'll be broke and begging WWE for a job by the time I'm done with you. I'm telling you guys. This is a dangerous game you're playing, and you're not going to win. Russo pretends to be a peaceful, loving man of God, yet he hasn't told Ben Hamin to stop threatening me. Fuck that. Both of you fuckers better get your mop bucket and bring your wet-ass pussies, because cleanup time is going to be a fucking national holiday. If I get fucked with any more. I know my rights and I know what I have to do. And I promise you this is real. And neither one of you are prepared. Let's talk about Kenny Marquez. Known as Jake Atlas in WWE and AEW. Kenny was arrested on domestic violence charges while he was in AEW. He's no longer with the company, it appears. But TMZ did release a video of the police response uh, and including their interview and arrest of Kenny. I have clipped some of that for you. Take a listen. You can believe me or you can't believe me. Mm -hmm. I am an international um, trained superstar. Okay. I have worked across the country, across the world with my name. I gotcha. He's a nobody. Okay. That fucking bitch ass fucking pussy. Okay. Called the cops. Okay. What right? What happened? It doesn't matter. Where, where, what did, it start? where did it start? From? I know, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to be with him anymore. That's fine. Okay. But I have, so to, I I have to do here. my part. I know, but I live here. I pay rent here. Okay. So if he's scared, like a fucking, he's six foot five. He's fucking scared that I'm gonna do something. He's six foot five and fucking jacked as fuck. I won't touch him. I've had the best sex of my life ever. That isn't him. Is white as fuck. So that's why he doesn't understand rights. But I'm I'm Mexican, and I will do what I need to do to protect myself from you. I because I'm I'm Mexican I'm and I'm, I'm not going to you. Me yeah, I'm you. not going to let you use your pa awesome. your white power against okay. me. He's a terrible boyfriend okay. and he's terrible at sex and like okay. I don't know what else there is to tell. Did anyone put hands on each other? Um, I wouldn't say so. Okay. I wouldn't say so. I got you. But you can use that against me if you want. 
I'm not using anything against anyone. But that's what it feels like. No. Just because you're white, it feels like I have to be the victim because I'm Mexican, I'm of color. That's all your like, implications. No, but that's what it feels here. like. Okay, well because you can, you're you like, did feel. anyone put hands on each other? Because I'm like, okay, well, I didn't attack him. Like, I didn't. Mr. Kenny, can you step out? No. Can you step out? No. All right, listen. Wait, why are you guys, wait, hold on, why are you guys, okay, okay, okay. Are you guys putting me under arrest? Wait, 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 I'm not resisting the you are when you're Well, this was an incredibly bad look for Kenny. Uh, it seems like he hates white people unless they're inside him. I mean, the racism the anti-white racism in his voice was notable he was clearly under the influence apparently he's an international superstar what a delusional sick disturbed addicted person now this is the same person who's gone on social media, who's preached social justice. He's one of the woke, the fake woke. And come to find out this guy is a dumpster fire and a half. Literally assaulting his boyfriend, outing him outing his sexuality on top of it. And then pointing out apparently that his boyfriend is bad at sex. This guy is a train wreck. He's a train wreck. He was never a draw superstar. Nobody knows who the fuck this guy is or was. He's living a delusional indie mark fantasy and that's the problem with people like him he's high on his own supply he's been led to believe he's something he's not he's a nobody in this business and based on that video he'll always be a nobody in this business because nobody is going to hire this guy ever again. And I don't know why they should. What is he going to add to your roster, to your TV show? He's nothing more than a sexuality, a minority, and you can put it down on a piece of paper and check a box. But literally everything else he could bring to the table that he's responsible for is subpar, is mid at best. What a disgrace. But this indie Mark IWC audience led this guy to believe he was something he wasn't. And now we all know what he really is. Let's talk about Noseman Paul's failed NXT agenda. That's right. 
Nose Man Paul, a.k.a. Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, a.k.a. The Game, a.k.a. The King of Kings, a.k.a. Made his way by banging the boss's daughter. Now, this is really important. This is a major story to keep an eye on. Because what do we know about Noseman Paul's failed NXT agenda? Well, we know it. It was a failure. The IWC marks put this agenda over. But in reality... They turned the channel to AEW Dynamite when they had the choice between the two. So the fans decided, and they decided they wanted the AEW product. They didn't want the WWE version of AEW. But yet, here we are with Noseman Paul in charge of WWE Creative. And what is he already doing? It's only been a few weeks, folks. It hasn't been that long. And what is he doing? He's catering to the IWC Mark audience. Look, I've been clear. There's a couple of things he's doing I like. It's not all negative. But this approach, this failed NXT agenda he's infecting the main roster with, it's going to end up turning away fans. I've had fans tell me that they're on the precipice of no longer watching because of what he's been doing. They don't want that on Raw and SmackDown. If they wanted that, they would watch NXT or AEW. This is a giant business mistake. And I think in time, viewership will absolutely drop. He will turn away the normal fans. So what have we seen so far from Noseman Paul? Pushing people like the angry little elf Champa and Kevin Owens, the fat sack of shit, who looks like a prize eater. Now, you tell me you're a casual fan. You're a sports fan. You flip the channel and you see... Little Champa, and granted, he's in great shape, but he's a little guy. You see Kevin Owens, who looks like he ate one of the other superstars. And you're going to buy in. You're going to be entertained. You're going to believe in the moment. Absolutely not. Not a chance. Not a chance. If you don't believe me, just talk to someone who doesn't watch wrestling. Someone who's not a wrestling fan, show them those clowns and get their honest opinion because I do that. That's the perspective I try to provide. And those are the people I talk to. I don't have many friends that are wrestling fans, but I do get their perspective. And that's a valuable perspective. What else has he done? More women's wrestling. That's right. If you thought we had too much before, and I did, he's brought a whole lot more of it. He's doubled down on women's wrestling. A niche 
that is not a draw that was actually so not a draw that WWE passed on doing a second evolution show. I, I, I mean, tickets for the first one were going for nothing. It was not a success. They did not do it again. They've put them forcibly in main events. It's not working. They put the entire machine behind the man, Becky Lynch. It was pathetic, and it failed. But they want to do the social agenda. Woke Wrestling Entertainment. They want to show that they're nice and tolerant, and we're supposed to forget all their ties to the Republican Party and Donald Trump. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, who do you think you're fooling? More women's wrestling. A bunch of nobodies. EO Sky, Dakota Kai. Who's next? You know who they should bring up from NXT? Toxic Attraction. But I'm telling you, this women's wrestling, giving them nearly 50-50 on a TV show of wrestling matches? That's an awful idea that will never draw in any significant way, ever. It just won't. That's the reality. I mean, at least people who know about the WNBA believe that. They realize what it is. It's a vanity league for women funded by the NBA. Women's wrestling is just that. That's the reality. There's no draw in that. There's no keeping casual fans in that approach. Noseman Paul is doubling down on the IWC booking. Longer matches. We're seeing that too. 15-minute TV matches. Time after time after time. Now... If a match goes 15 minutes on a premium live event, I can deal with that. If you've got the story in place, you've built up to it, I can tolerate that. But a normal TV match, 15 minutes, that is boring. The biggest segments in wrestling overwhelmingly are not wrestling matches. That's not what is overwhelmingly drawing in viewers. We don't need long matches. We need shorter matches, in fact. I mean, this isn't rocket science here. We see a failed strategy of frequent surprise returns. That's right. It's the Tony Khan approach. What has Tony Khan done? Every week is a surprise. Well, that's what now Noseman Paul is imitating. Every week is a new surprise. That's a failed strategy. That works in the very, very short term. But your show actually has to be good. Do you think? A bunch of people flipping the channel are getting excited about Lil Johnny Gargano being on Monday Night Raw. 
Do you think they know who this guy is? Oh, it's Johnny Gargano. Let me tell you, Johnny Gargano, another one of you fucking nose man Paul's boys, another one of Michael Hickenbottom's boys, the backbreak kid Shawn Michaels, the fake Christian himself, the real dickhead, the guy who's running NXT, the guy who's promoting this bullshit indie style in WWE. And this is what we end up with. Johnny Gargano. Should have let him go to AEW. But instead, they love little Johnny. Now, this is someone Triple H 20 years ago would have buried six fucking ways to Sunday. But now Johnny is just the greatest thing ever. He's back with this rebel heart. This rebel heart. This guy was literally my size in middle school. I was bigger than him in middle school. This is embarrassing. There is zero believability in Johnny Gargano. It is embarrassing, actually. This is what's going to draw more viewers. Johnny Gargano on the main roster. Did you see the picture of him standing next to Drew McIntyre? Are you kidding me? He looks like a child. This is going to be a major problem. And they can do all the camera tricks they want on TV. And they do. With people like Finn Balor. To make them look bigger than they are. So they don't look as small next to the other superstars. But everybody knows. Everybody knows. These tiny little fellas. They are what they are. And... We're starting to get more and more of them. It's that NXT agenda. There's a reason Johnny Gargano was in NXT. And Vince didn't want him on the main roster. Be successful? Are you kidding? Johnny Gargano? What, what is his gimmick? He's a good fake technical wrestler in the ring? Is that his gimmick? I mean, he's sensitive. Very sensitive. Johnny Sharman is actually what I call him. I call him that because he's soft as shit. He's had me blocked for quite a while on social media. I've never followed the guy. But he sure knows who I am. And he sure doesn't like my opinions. But getting him out there and talking about changing diapers on Raw. That's what the fans want. And getting those Dave Meltzer five-star matches, that's what the fans want. I just, I imagine now, all these football fans, they're going to turn the channel on Monday nights so that they can watch little Johnny Sharman put on a five-star fake match. This Rebel Heart, this Rebel Heart. And talk about changing diapers. Get the fuck out of here. It's a problem. What is Noseman Paul doing? He's pushing the vanilla midget indie flippers. Just look at Ricochet in the main roster. Look at SmackDown. Him beating Golden Gloves boxing champion Happy Corbin. Ever since Noseman Paul took over, Ricochet's gotten a push. Little Ricochet, another little flipper. 
just a little bit bigger than Johnny, but still not believable. These are the people we want to send to media, to pro-athletic sporting events to represent WWE. These little fellas, these awkward little fellas, this is embarrassing. It is truly embarrassing. And Noseman Paul, you are going to destroy this company just like you destroyed NXT if you infect the main roster with your failed NXT agenda. But you love it, don't you? You stupid bastard. You love being loved by the IWC marks, no matter what you say. You love being loved by them, and so you can't resist. You want to be the good guy, the one everybody loves. Oh, Vince, old man Vince, bad man Vince. He likes to pay for pussy. We don't like Vince McMahon. No, Vince McMahon doesn't want to push your favorite little indie flippers. He wants to push guys who look like stars. We can't have that around here. Oh, no. We got to push the guys who look like us, who talk like us, who have the same charisma we do. I mean, truth be told, I have more charisma than these guys. It's pathetic. Nose man Paul, you are part of running a billion-dollar publicly traded corporation. Get your shit together. All right, it's time for the mailbag. One of my favorite segments always. Let's dive right in. Hey, man, do you know the status of Goldberg and WWE? I've read him say recently that he wasn't happy going out the way he did, which is weird because wrestling Roman Reigns in a stadium is kind of awesome. But he seems to want to have another run. Reason why I ask is because Goldberg was one of Vince's boys. And Triple H and Goldberg were never close friends, apparently. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg obviously is in good standing with WWE. He doesn't have any matches left on his uh, deal. That's expired. Could Goldberg return for a one-off? I suppose it's always possible. I mean, Saudi Arabia likes to have him, right? So you want to keep the Saudis happy to keep that deal going? It's always possible, but... um, I don't know. You know, at this point, it's uh, it is kind of a, a perfect way to go out, I think. And, and it certainly is time based on his age and you know, just what value he can add. And I am a big Goldberg fan. I mean, I think he's a, a star, one of the biggest stars and champions uh, of his era. And I uh, and I think people crapping all over him during his return was completely out of line complete bullshit. Uh, so this guy, he's been a significant player. And, uh, and I think the IWC in particular has not recognized that, but at this point, what more can he do? He could always do it. Sure. But what's the point? Do you think he'll be brought back or do you think his deal might run out and that Tony Khan, the greatest mind in the history of wrestling may want to sign him? Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Again, you know, he could be brought back for something, but I don't see him having any sort of run or anything whatsoever. Um, Tony Khan is certainly like the dumbest promoter 
I'm aware of since I've been alive. So I, I wouldn't call him a great wrestling mind. And I don't see Tony Khan signing him. I don't see him going to AEW at all. That that makes no sense. What do you think or know the plans are for Cody in the future? Word going around was that he was Vince's star pupil and was going to get a title run. Things have changed behind the scenes, of course. Do you think it's possible that Cody lost his spot? Um, obviously I think that anything is possible, but I don't think Cody has lost his spot. No, Cody will continue to be one of the significant top tier players in WWE for the foreseeable future. And I think triple H knows man. Paul is in agreement with that. Uh, I, I think he, to his credit wants to have more than one guy. You know, he doesn't just want the Roman reigns. He wants multiple people in that role, which is smart. Uh, so I do think Cody will continue to have a big future in WWE. Why did Paige leave WWE? They weren't using her at all, but she was getting, from what I hear, 300 to 450K per year to do literally nothing for them. Was she asked to take a pay cut? Well, what more could Paige do in WWE? I mean, she is obviously restricted based on her contract and what she wanted to do. But at the end of the day, they weren't going to clear her to wrestle, ultimately. Uh, and unless that changes under Noseman Paul, he's able to make that happen. I mean, she's in good standing. She could always return. But, you know, you could put her in a, an on-screen TV non-wrestling role or, you know, something to that effect. But. She's not going to be wrestling in WWE, so I, I don't, um, you know, if she wanted to do something else, she'd have to move on. Personally, I'd take that money and sit my ass at home and be happy, but uh, I'm not a wrestler. Why is CM Punk unhappy in AEW, considering that Tony Khan has given him total creative control? I really don't see what Punk would have to complain about if this is true. Yeah, there's certainly uh, a lot of reports floating around, and I certainly think AEW is playing off of them, for sure. Uh, as far as Punk being unhappy, he's denied that, saying he's happy. But you know what? Phil is a miserable bastard. That is just who he is as a person. No matter where he is, who he's around, this guy is a dick, he is rude, he is selfish. I mean, that's who he is. So he's always going to be unhappy to a degree because that's who he is, plain and simple. Come on, Brad, be a real-ass dude and give credit where it's due. Kevin Owens' promo and match with Drew McIntyre on Raw last week was really good. Also. You can't seriously tell me that a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos match wouldn't be absolutely must-see. Come on. <laughs> Kevin Owens' promo and match with Drew McIntyre didn't care about the match at all. Kevin Owens shouldn't be on that level. Uh, frankly, Drew shouldn't be a top guy either, as I've repeatedly talked about. But did Kevin Owens cut a good promo? Pretty good, yeah. 
Uh, did it make me want to see him wrestle Drew? No, it's not believable. Looking at Kevin Owens, I'm not interested in watching him have a fake wrestling match. He looks like shit. So no, and it's not believable. Uh, and yes, I can seriously tell you that KO and Sami Zayn against the Usos is not must-see. Absolutely would not care. In fact, I would argue Sami Zayn is doing the best work of his entire career by far. His character work is real good. In fact, I've never been a Sami Zayn fan, and for the first time in a long time, I am now a Sami Zayn fan and want to see him on TV. And I think partnering with Kevin Owens is a downgrade for him. That takes him down a notch. He's leveling down by doing that. I think that's an awful idea. Put Humberto and Angel, the Los Lotharios, in a rivalry with the Usos for the Tag Team Championships. That's what I want to see. Can you add anything to the speculation that Bray Wyatt is coming back to WWE? I think that he's a garbage wrestler, but his character work is so different, it would really add a lot of diversity to the WWE TV shows. Second question. Do you think it's fair to say that WWE in 2022 has been really good? Mania was a fucking classic. Most of the pay-per-views have been great, and recently for me, Raw and SmackDown have been great. Uh, there is definitely a lot of smoke around Bray coming back to WWE. I've had nothing confirmed, as in the pen to paper, the ink is drying, it's official, but definitely a lot of speculation. Do I anticipate it'll happen? I think it probably will, but we'll see, and I'll keep you updated on that. Of course, at my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brad Shepard Unleashed. I don't think it's fair to say that WWE has been really good in 2022. I did enjoy WrestleMania. Uh, I did enjoy plenty of the pay-per-views. I don't think Raw and SmackDown have been great. Uh, I think the TV shows are missing an entire TV element. Yeah, it, it just hasn't been really good for me. It, it absolutely has not. And I think you either like the things that a niche audience likes or you're just suffering from low expectations. And so things that are mid at best seem better than they are. Do you have any news on what AJ's future with WWE is like? I think he's awesome. But at the same time, I can see him slowing down in the ring. Yeah, so AJ's on his final contract. Uh, he plans on retiring from the ring after that. And, you know, AJ is open to taking a role with WWE, such as uh, perhaps uh, the Performance Center, training the new superstars of the future. I think they would be wise to get AJ locked into helping uh, wrestlers of the future. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's had a hell of a career. His career with WWE started late. Uh, but AJ is one of those small guys, and he is small, uh, but that I can believe in, that I can tolerate. He's a pit bull, and, uh, and I, I like AJ Styles, and I like his work. 
uh, overall. I mean, I don't think he's like the greatest thing ever, but certainly someone that's a valuable commodity to WWE. Earlier this year, AEW seemed like a genuine alternative for WWE wrestlers to make a lot of money. Regardless of your opinion of the AEW or WWE TV product, money is money and no one can bash a wrestler for wanting to make the most money they can. In the last two to three months, it really seems like AEW has been on a downward spiral and word has leaked that Warner Discovery may cut AEW from their network by 2023 if the ratings don't improve by the end of 2022. Basically, Brad, what is the WWE locker room feeling towards AEW now? Do they still see it as an alternative, or is AEW now considered to be a no-go? Well, so, you know, everything is on the table with Discovery in this merger, right? Uh, The Warner Discovery deal is... It's a beast, and they're in debt, and they're cutting everything, and nothing is safe. That being said, AEW right now is some of their most viewed content. So, you know, it's cheaper than most TV shows. It's one of their highest-rated TV shows. Can they cut it? Yes. Uh, Will they cut it? You know, I'm not convinced yet. I think it's possible, but... um, I mean, what are they going to put in its place? You know, what shows can they really put in its place they're going to do as well uh, built in? So I don't know. Uh, we will certainly see, though. Uh, as far as the locker room sentiment, you know, I think they still are believing it's an alternative in that I mean, they can still go and make OK money and whatnot. But uh, they now have a better understanding of what AEW is truly like, like they've been exposed, you know, all these talent uh, from WWE who went there, you know, everything was WWE bad, AEW good. And I just haven't been booked properly. I'm the greatest thing ever. And Tony Khan's going to let me be me. And I'm going to be the megastar that Vince McMahon wouldn't let me be. Uh, and then you get uh, Rusev coming over as the best man of a, a mid card wrestler who's barely on TV. And you could go down the list. If you remember Malachi Black, if he's ever on AEW TV anymore. Andrade, how many matches has that guy wrestled? You could go down the list. Uh, So it's now more obvious to the talent uh, what the situation is like in AEW. Uh, So I think there is some hesitation. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't think there's this sort of like uh, real threat uh, that anyone in WWE feels uh, from AEW, certainly. Any news on when the next WWE show in Saudi Arabia will be? Also, any news on what matches we might see at it? The last Crown Jewel had a fantastic card. I agree. The uh, last Crown Jewel had a good card. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Now, uh, when will it be? I have to find that out. I mean, that definitely should be coming up reasonably soon um so i will ask about that i'll nail down the date i'll circle back and report that information i don't have any idea what matches we might see and that's frankly one of the fun things about crown jewel is uh it's kind of exists in its own bubble as this one-off sort of show uh where they can do anything they can bring back 
part-time wrestlers or you know have matches you don't normally see on TV. So not sure what the match card might be, um, but yeah, it should be a good show. And another also, due to the crazy success of Clash at the Castle ticket sales, I'm hearing talk that WWE are looking into doing more worldwide stadium shows in places such as London, Manchester, Dublin, and Paris. Any news for us on these shows? I don't know that anything is in writing set in stone, but I can confirm that WWE is looking at doing more worldwide stadium shows uh, in some of the big areas, including some of the ones you mentioned. So I absolutely do believe that is going to happen moving forward. And that's the information that I have. Any news on when Cody is coming back to WWE? Also, do you think that WWE should have done more to keep his name in the minds of fans while he's been out injured? Yeah, so no word right now. Um, Of course, they want to keep it a secret because they likely want to make him a surprise return when that time comes. Right. I mean, it's going to depend on his progress and when they want to fit him into creative plans. Uh, You do want to keep his name in the minds of fans. But at the same time, if you want to make it a big surprise, you really don't want them to remember until the moment happens. Uh, So that's the caveat of doing that. Um, So let's say, for example, he's a big return at the Royal Rumble. You don't want everyone to have Cody in their mind because then they're going to anticipate uh, that he's going to come out at the Royal Rumble, and it kind of ruins the surprise. So I, I totally understand. If something like that are, is their plan, you wouldn't want him to necessarily continue to be in uh, the back of wrestling fans' minds. If Chris Farley never died, what do you think he'd be doing right now, and what movies do you think he would be in? I heard he was supposed to be Shrek. <laughs> uh, you know... Chris Farley was a funny dude. He definitely was. Uh, He could light up a room. What he would be doing right now, I suppose he'd be doing movies, right? He'd be acting. He'd be doing what he loves. He'd be doing slapstick comedy uh, and and entertaining the masses. Uh, You know, what movies would he be in? I don't know. There's no telling. Uh, But that guy could, uh, could really, really do a great comedy movie. So I'm sure he would have had plenty of uh, options and opportunities if you were still alive, uh, it's just, it's unfortunate. Very, very funny guy. I've always wanted to fuck Bailey and still definitely would, but we have to admit that she has visibly gained weight and looks a lot older than her age. She's still over with the fans, but it really looks like she gained 15 to 20 pounds within the last few years. I get that people age and there's nothing that can be done about that, but she's a wrestler. All wrestlers should look as good as possible. Look at Charlotte Flair, for example. She's more cut than ever. Bianca Belair still clearly kills it in the gym as often as possible. Is there any backstage cheat on Bailey for her weight gain? Also, in this day and age, can WWE tell a female wrestler that they need to get into better shape? Also, Brad, what Bailey's big ass and the world's obsession with ass eating these days why isn't Bailey wearing more revealing ring gear? If she came out on TV with a tight short skirt, even fucking gay Kenny Omega would tune in. P.S. Get girl on cinema on the show. Okay. Again, this is the mailbag with listener 
emails, listener tweets, not my words. Uh, but I'm not aware of any heat right now in Bailey for her appearance whatsoever. Uh, has she gained some weight from previous years? Yeah. Is she a little older? Yeah. I don't think she's super old or anything. Uh, I think Bailey, her biggest problem is she needs to be a baby face. You know, the the heel work she's doing is just too forced and doesn't really seem to work. Uh, she needs to go back to being a baby face. And that's how she should have returned, in my opinion. Uh, Charlotte Flair, obviously in great shape. Bianca Belair, yeah, obviously in great shape. And uh, yeah, it is important, of course, to be in good shape. This is the TV business and you need to look like a star. Um, yeah, so I guess that's that. Uh, could Bailey be wearing more revealing ring gear with uh, a great butt that she has? I mean, hey, she's a Brad's butt beauty winner. I mean, she's in that top five. So could she be wearing something more revealing? Yeah, absolutely. She should do that. Uh, but that's certainly her choice. So anyway, you're right. That may make women's wrestling more entertaining. As far as uh, girl on cinema, you are welcome to ask her. Other people have asked her to collaborate with me before, and she's ignored them. So that's certainly something if you want to do, you're welcome to. I'm open to talk to anybody, as you know, and I would certainly do that. Hey, Brad. So recently, Bobby Fish did an interview in which he, without saying his name, completely buried Tony Khan and how Tony Khan has booked him and the rest of the AEW roster. Here's what I would like you to do, though, Brad. Who's right here? Tony Khan is a horrible booker. There's no denying that all. But at the same time, who the fuck is Bobby Fish to expect a huge solo push at his age and all those injuries he gets? Fish was never a star in any company, and he's nearly 47. On the other hand, why the fuck would Tony Khan sign Bobby Fish? Pay him a ton of cash, and then don't book him to do anything. Why the fuck would Tony Khan sign a guy he has no plans for? Say what you want about Triple H's recent roster expansion, but everyone he's brought back has done something, whether you like it or not, since coming to Raw or SmackDown. Is Tony Khan not doing his side of the job? Um, I think it's an interesting debate, and can you or someone send in some Sasha Banks thong photos <laughs> you can use google for that uh, i don't have any sasha banks thong photos but you know i think tony khan is to blame it here i'll throw in nose man paul too he's the one that used his power and influence to prop up little vanilla midget indie flippers like bobby fish who is not just a very very small wrestler but also a very old wrestler as well uh, he never should have been signed to AEW. That was a mistake. And he never should have been in NXT. Why does a guy with his experience level need developmental? Uh, which is what NXT was supposed to be. He's either at that point in the main roster or he just is not able to cut it in the big leagues. Uh, but you know what? Tony Khan, a little fanboy trying to take a uh, WWE former ex-WWE talent, right? Uh, all ex-WWE AEW. And so uh, he he did that. And again, you know, he doesn't have plans for most of these people and his roster's too big for the TV time he has. So a lot of them, not just Bobby Fish, don't have plans, have nothing to do. Uh, and that is a Tony Khan created problem that he has to deal with. 
Favorite Elvis song, and did you see the movie of him? Yeah, good question. Uh, I like quite a few Elvis Presley songs. I would probably say maybe Suspicious Minds or Don't Be Cruel. He's got quite a few good songs, um, but it would probably be one of those couple that I like the best. I did not see the movie uh, yet, but I know some people who have watched it more than once who really enjoyed it, uh, people whose opinion I trust. Uh, so I do plan on seeing the Elvis movie. It's on my to-do list. Uh, it's going to take a while for that to happen, but I am going to see the Elvis movie. I've heard it's really good. And, uh, you know, that, that guy's a star even today. Many, many years after his death, uh, he is famous. He is a star, and his music still stands the test of time today. I found out that my brother's ex-girlfriend is a Satanist. Why are more people turning into Satanists, and they know they're going to get bad luck for it? <laughs> well, uh, look, you know, I think there is a trend uh, not even country specific per se, but just generally in the world of people being less religious. And you can debate if that's good, if that's bad. Uh, but that does seem to be the trend. And, you know, just because you're not religious doesn't mean you're a Satanist, obviously. Uh, and so Satanism is obviously not a good thing. And, um, you know, again, no matter how you feel, about religion uh being a satanist is kind of a a wacko thing so i want to see a whole lot less wacko satanist and these people are usually you know negative they're usually unhappy in life they're usually single they have no kids you know they don't have real successful careers but uh hey you're free to do what you would like good luck with that do you know when the bunny from AEW is returning? I don't, and I absolutely do not care. At all. Do you think Cross needs a new gimmick? This doomsday gimmick is stupid. I respectfully disagree. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that he's let his hair grow out and he's not a bald head uh, BDSM coach. Uh, I am liking this presentation of him. It's something I think that Noseman has done well so far. Again, it's it's very early. You talk about how these folks are being presented. It's been a few weeks, guys. It's ju It's just been a few weeks. It's easy to do good for a few weeks. Let's see how it works in three months or three years. But so far, I like it. I like what they're doing. I like that they're presenting him at that main event level. That's where he belongs, 100%. Are people still bothered about your Luke Harper comment? It seems like one of those things that bothers you at first, but after time passes, you realize it was just a wrestling opinion, and you kind of forget about it. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, some people are still bothered about it. Look, it was a simple wrestling opinion, nothing more nothing less, and 
I didn't view it as a big deal at all. Certainly not one of the most controversial things I've said. All right, that's the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back next week, and you won't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brad Shepard Unleashed. Unleashed. Stay connected to Brad 24-7 for news, announcements, and analysis by following him on Twitter at It's Brad Shepard. You've been listening to Brad Shepard Unleashed.